0: In our trek through the 90s, there was a lot of stuff we missed. Only picking three movies a year wasn't too hard in some years, but in years like 1999, it was a real feat. We ended up talking about The Iron Giant and Magnolia and Election, but in the process, we left out movies like Sixth Sense, Toy Story 2, and Bing John Malkovich. Today, with Cody relaxing on a honeymoon cruise, we've asked our friend and co-host of the Purely Nostalgia podcast, Eli Smith, what the best movie we've overlooked has been. He came back to us with the exact correct answer. We are entering the matrix.
1: All right. Okay. So, so, so we got um, we got Mark here. We got Eli.
0: So Chad, are we go? just? Are we? Uh, I need to know how this podcast is structured, yeah, or else I have I, no sense of self.
1: I just. I feel like someone usually says something here. Let me get my- I, I got a tape recorder here. Uh, where did you go? Here we go.
0: This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Best Pictures, and I'm Cody Lunsford, and I am joined as always by...
1: Uh, I, uh, all I see are blondes and
0: redheads.
1: All I see is blonde. I, uh,
0: Chad, do you just want to... Do is, is, I don't know how to start the start? podcast. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I feel like this is a weird vibe. Cody called uh, in, but that was a long yeah. time ago.
1: Look, Cody uh, Cody usually starts out the podcast. Let's just, let's just roll... I don't know. I'm Chad. I'm usually here, co-host. and Introduce yourself, Mark.
0: Um, I'm Mark. I had a yeah. quote that I was ready to give. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and give it. I was going to do the one about Neo says I'm going to give you the finger, and he does, and that's funny. That's funny.
1: That's funny. He does that the finger. Funny. It's funny when he
2: gives the finger. He's like, "Hey, fasten your seatbelt, Dorothy, because oh, Kansas oh. is going bye-bye." This is Best Pictures, yeah. the podcast where we pick our favorite oh. movies for every year we've been alive. Okay. I'm Cody well, Lunsford, and oh I'm joined no. as always by, what well, you guys already said your things, so yeah. yeah, yeah, that's
1: that would be a good play. that would be a good way to start it. Honestly, uh, this is yeah. e- Eli. You want to introduce yourself? He's he's our guest. Yeah, I'm actually not
2: podcast. Cody. I'm Eli, um, but today, boys, I think oh. I'm Cody. Huh? Yeah, I sure hope you're Cody, because here's the thing. Me and Chad, not Cody. We're not. Hey, let me check my calendar real quick. Uh, It says, today, I'm looking at today's date, and it says, Uh you are Cody today.
1: Okay. Well, that's perfect. Uh, Cody, what do you think of uh, Disney Parks? Disney
2: Parks actually suck, and they are bad at uh, customer service. Okay, They don't even have uh, good... Shows or rides or anything like that, right. and I don't like any of okay, them. Okay, that's um, weird, but the live-action remakes are good though, right? Actually, all of them are bad, and it honestly seems to me like Hollywood is out of ideas. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's okay. try going here. Cody House being married so far, being married actually, is very nice. I uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone should get married. And- <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything about their marriage. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. Yeah, this is me I mean, being Eli. You'll cut this out, right, Chad? Uh No. Yeah, it's all staying oh. uh,
1: But yeah, well. so I, that segues perfectly to the explanation that Cody went and got married. We talked about this on the last episode. And he is off honeymooning. He is having a good time on a Disney boat. Well, by the time you're listening, and frankly, by the time we're recording this, he's off the
0: boat. But he, we he's like to give him... still asleep from his honeymoon, though. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So the
1: he boy didn't is tired,
3: the one can assume.
1: We're giving him some well-needed R&R. For all the hard work he puts into the podcast. If so you got,
0: remember, we did the same thing when Chad got married as well. We did. Oh no, we rated. We waited to start recording the podcast until you got married. I think. Yes. Yeah. What did yeah, they do when you got married, Mark? Um, we'll see. Oh, okay. And the, the, mm-hmm. Chad, you can just cut in here. Um, oh. The, I'm gonna. But time I get married, time travel will be invented, so I'll just yeah. Send it so back I can just
1: you. edit it back into the. You, you send it back to me mm-hmm. via email.
2: Um, My
0: marriage is great, guys. Thanks for asking. I have two wonderful children named Chad and Eli. Weird, <laughs> right? Oh, that's, anyway, that's I miss weird. you guys.
2: I love that. I love you. Miss you us? Wait,
3: what happened to us? Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I Wait.
0: honestly, I'm confused as well. Is that the end of the recording? <laughs> that's. I mean, oh goodness, I. Man, I feel I wish like we, I we could just... tell him to send back another note, but I know that it's probably unlikely.
1: Yeah, mm. I feel like we just stepped into a new world that I don't fully understand <laughs> with this whole time travel thing. I am
2: honestly lost at this <laughs> point. I know that Mark got married in the future and we inserted Something happened a recording of him. I lost track of the bit. He. I think I think we might Of
0: all, we need Cody here, honestly. Cody is good at I'm transitioning here. out I'm of right bits here. once
2: <laughs> they're dead.
1: And this bit is dead. Shoot it in the head. The bit is dead. Uh, let's move on to a little, little segment called, What Did You See at the Megaplex? Um, Mark, did you see anything fun at the Megaplex?
0: Um, I saw a couple things at the Megaplex. Most importantly, though, I stayed home from the Megaplex and oh. saw a film by uh, your favorite and mine, Steven Soderbergh, Or Soderbergh, I genuinely always forget.
1: Did, did you just say Steven Soderbergh is my favorite director? I did. That's I was true.
2: Okay, well at least he's mine. Okay. Um, Wait, so he's your favorite director and you don't know how to say his last name? Yeah, that's I insane. Don't, <laughs> they don't say his <laughs> name in the movies. <laughs> that's true.
1: Yeah, but like have you listened to like one interview with him? Or like if he's your favorite, you should know his name.
2: If All he was right, a good sh- director, he'd make sure the actor said his name in his movies. <laughs> <laughs> like Quentin Tarantino does. Because mm-hmm. there's always someone that's like, It's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah, in each one of his movies. <sighs> mm-hmm. um,
0: anyway, <clears throat> I, I watched the like laundromat, one. the laundromat, which is uh, Soderbergh's movie about the Panama Papers uh, and money in
2: general. Is it about laundry? Uh, it's about
0: money laundering.
2: Oh, okay. Did, yeah. didn't he make a movie like last month?
0: Yeah, he made yeah, a movie High in Find like Bird. January. Yeah. Okay. He I did not care in for High Flying
2: Bird,
1: which is apparently a hot take because everyone loves it.
2: I, I also didn't love it, but I could recognize like why someone would. I like would. High Flying Bird a lot. I, I yeah. feel safe enough to say that now that you've said it. Um uh
0: I He's just like movie. my boy Stevie. Um this movie is not uh my favorite of his. Um there's a lot going on in it. It's like it's like several different narratives kind of somewhat intertwined, but all about the Panama Papers and, like, the corrupting power of wealth and the confusing state that money is mm-hmm. in nowadays when there's, like, trusts and corporations. And... So it
1: doesn't really have anything to say about, like, present times, then, you'd
0: say? I mean, the Panama Papers were, like, five years ago, so,
3: yeah. Yeah, completely so not outdated. that
1: relevant to today. Uh, Cody, um... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Cody. What did you see? Yeah. the uh, um, Cody. Boys,
2: when I took a trip to that big, good rectangle they call the silver screen. Mm. Yes, I saw a movie mm. called The Adams G- Family, but animated. Mm. They <laughs> took the Adams Family and Wait, they made the, uh, them a just, cartoon. Just
0: their butts are animated.
2: No, okay. So the Adams Family, was, but animated. Why did the they Addams call it Family, that? comma, but animated?
1: Yeah the um, the Adams Family, comma, but animated still implies that just their butts are animated. It doesn't say butt animated, face animated,
2: <laughs> shoulders You're animated. me onto your podcast to make a fool of me? <laughs> yep. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Is this funny to you? I just want to talk about the movie The Adams point, Family, but
0: animated. We do have to say that me and Chad said we, we should invite Eli on so we can
2: bully yeah. him. So you can make it sound like I said the word butt, but when I really yeah. said the word yeah. butt with one T.
0: Yeah. We did. That's explicitly, explicitly what we wanted to talk about. But go ahead, talk about the Adams family. How many D's does the Adams family have? Huh?
1: It has
2: two. Two. Oh, okay.
1: Two D's. <laughs> two, two capital D's right next to each other looks like a butt. And now you're just teasing us. <laughs> you know what you're uh, doing.
3: That what you does You said seem butt like with
1: one T,
2: but choice. Adams with two D's. I'm very confused. This movie is so sounds the Adams family, but animated. It's actually just called The Addams Family, but they made another movie called The Addams Family a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Directed by Barry S- Sonnen, Sonnenberger, whatever his name is. Oh, was, yeah. what? The now you can't pronounce your favorite director's <laughs> <He's> last name. He's <laughs> not my favorite director. Uh, this one is animated, yeah. and they did cartoons mm-hmm. for this one. and uh, so The designs are fun was, on the characters. Yeah. The designs were cool. I thought Mm -hmm. the animation actually did pleasantly surprise me. I did not think it was as bad as I feared it was going to be from those trailers. Like that first trailer where the red balloon comes in and she's like, ha it joke. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like trying to be Shrek. And like uh,
1: the the bathtub crashing through the roof. (laughs) You saw my battleship. It just felt like the jokes weren't going to land at all.
2: But yeah. There were some solid jokes in the movie. Um, I don't think the movie is very good as a whole. Every, like, every character sort of has a subplot that feels like a B-plot to a sitcom episode, and I sat there trying to figure out, like, what is the actual story of this movie? Like, what Mm -hmm. is this? Is it about, like, being yourself and not being afraid to be creepy and spooky? There's, like, a subplot about Wednesday Adams deciding not to be goth, but then she just <laughs> decides, actually, she will continue to be goth, but the, they don't make a big deal good. out of that. It's just she's suddenly goth again. <laughs>
3: good. And,
2: Weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, every it, it felt like it could have been a bunch of shorts and not a full animated movie. But some of the designs were yeah. cool, and there were some, like, good uh, spooky gags. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, like, cutaway gags. Like, there's a part where, uh, like, Wednesday uh, actually hits her brother Pugsley with a shovel and knocks him into a grave, but like the <laughs> camera pans away right before that happens. I <laughs> laughed really hard because I was like, you can't show that in an animated movie, but like they almost right. did. So, That's uh, some solid jokes, but for the most part, not great.
0: Yeah. Eli, you normally in your podcast talk about movies you watched at a young
2: age or movies based mm-hmm. on things you watched at a young age. Did you watch any Adam's Family as a kid? I have seen the original. Adam's Family just I, I feel like I've seen what's the, the two that Mr Mr. Sir Barry Sonnenberger feld mm-hmm. directed mm-hmm. were Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, correct? Yes. And then there's the other one, Adam's Family Reunion, that was not him, but Tim Curry is uh the dad.
3: Mm-hmm. That sounds, I that don't sounds think I've correct. seen that one. But
2: I saw the two other live action ones and like I liked them. I I don't have any like um special attachment to them really mainly just seeing them when they came on like tbs in the last week of october but
1: did you ever watch the tv
2: show i i i have some like frames of it in my mind but i didn't mm. watch much of it Can yeah
0: i'm show. the same I way i never i it. i never watched the tv shows or the, the movies but i have like i've seen pieces of the tv show as it just like has permeated culture yeah TV Land was like
1: absolutely what I would turn on as a child. I would watch Mm, like a lot of Leave mm. it to Beaver
0: and uh,
1: Andy Griffith. I Love Lucy, Adam's Family and the Munsters and the Munsters, frankly, should be rebooted sometime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Munsters and Adam's Family,
2: I thought were like the funniest shows. Um, But yeah, never watched any of the movies. The Addams Family boasts that they are creepy and kooky, but I would argue that the monsters are both creepier and kookier. Oh, wow. And family.
1: really, the Adams Family is just kooky. No. It's,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's which not one creepy. is Which one is ookier? Hmm. Now the monsters. Have, the
1: monsters are uh, actual uh,
2: monsters. They're pretty ooky. Hmm. They're pretty ooky. I feel like the Addams Family is slightly ookier, but they're not creepy or, or kooky. The Adams spookier. family is snappier. They do, they are snappier. They, they do love snapper snap their fingers. Yeah, that was me snapping
0: into my microphone. There
2: That's you go.
1: Really good. Uh, Chad, give us a snap. Content. Chad,
2: give oh. us a snap. I can't do it. You can't snap? <laughs> no. I didn't know this. Not with that attitude. Chad, what did me. you watch at the
0: Megaplex recently? <laughs>
1: uh. I had a pretty good time at the Megaplex. I saw the motion picture *Gemini
0: Man*. Mm. Yes. How many Fs did you see it per per s?
1: Um, the frame rate hit 120 frames per second. The Will Smith rate at one point hit 360 Will Smiths per second. <laughs> that's um, so many Will Smiths. So many. Per second, Um, hold on, hold on.
0: Spoiler for Gemini Man: There are actually three Will Smiths. At the time this
1: episode is released, I'm not worried about it. It'll probably be out of
0: theaters. But
1: yeah, at one point there are three Will Smiths, and this movie has gotten so much hate. No critics like it. There is. uh, I kind of liked it. I thought some people liked it. It's the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is twenty four percent.
0: There are okay, like a wow. few like the blank check people liked it because yeah. of course mm-hmm. they love Angley. Um, right. but yeah, I think I think for the most part people were like, yeah, it's like a action movie with like kind of stilted dialogue. Um, so, yeah. But the Agreed. action is
1: amazing. <laughs> so Eli, you didn't care for the movie that much, right?
0: I didn't love
2: it, yeah.
1: Did what format did you watch it in?
2: Oh, uh, just regular old Uh, 24 frames per second. I genuinely think there's
1: something to it. Because everyone I I know who's watched it in a high frame rate, large format 3D screen
0: loved it. Uh, Or at least liked it. I think Um, I only saw it in 60 FPS or 120. No, 120 is a big one. I think I saw it in 60, but
1: I feel uh, like the differences between those two are pretty minimal, too. I don't think the eye can really pick up 60 to 120 Yeah, that much, as much as they can, twenty four to sixty. I feel like that's a big jump to make. Even though it is more. Why was a big fan? Twenty, good movie. Uh,
2: Pretty pretty good movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's got. Hey, there are more Will Smiths in that movie than in any movie I've seen this year. I will give it that.
1: Yeah, and I mean Aladdin, frankly, had a lot of Will Smiths. He was like poofing all. That is actually true. (laughs)
2: <laughs> There's still worse think, Will Smiths on screen in that movie. I, I, I think still think by this by hit a mass, higher
1: Will Will Smith per second frame rate than any other movie this year.
0: Here, here's what I will say. I think that like um, by volume, maybe mm. Aladdin won the Will Smith war. Um, <laughs> right. but I think mm. by like sh- just number of Will Smith in the movie. And I, here's the thing: the year's not over.
1: We still have Spies That's in Disguise coming out in December. <laughs> that and is yeah. true. We yeah. know that he gets turned into one pigeon. What if he gets turned into several pigeons? I only God knows how many pigeons are in
2: that movie. It's
1: probably a lot. Probably Spies Spies more the than one.
2: is the only movie that dares to ask the question, what if Will Smith <laughs> was a pigeon? Yeah. And what if he was also a spy? A super spy. A like, super spy. A super like spy who's
1: going from super spy to super fly.
2: In Zootopia, they made you ask,
0: "What if Will? What if Jason Bateman was a rabbit?" And I was like, "Well, fox." I mean, it's mostly just okay. And I'm sitting here going,
2: "How did he become a rabbit? You got to show me that part." (laughs) (laughs) What super spy turned him into a fox? I need to know which Spider Man turned him into a fox.
1: What if that was the prequel to Zootopia? Was like Tobey Maguire turning (laughs) Jason Bateman into a fox?
2: I hope that Spies in Disguise is a prequel to U- Zootopia. <laughs> I would love uh, It's like a it Rise of Disney the Planet now. of the Apes type <laughs> thing Disney where guys. everyone yeah. starts turning into animals by the end of it. James Rise Franco has like a
1: little pigeon pet. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this goes off from there. Andy Circus gets involved. It gets real good looking. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I guess he was involved in the first one, but it got better.
2: Hey, I Chad, does. I have hey. something to say about Gemini, man. What do you have to say and about this is, is. Mm-hmm. this is what it is. This is what it is. Uh, jim jim and i pam is what um someone would say if if it was pam saying it and she was talking about her boyfriend jim from the that is, television program the office that is
1: uh, a really good joke that I, we're all hearing for the first time here on air
0: <laughs> this is my first time hearing it definitely um, we didn't yeah. we didn't practice this off camera
1: <laughs> definitely well um, camera off mic. And I Ooh, feel like okay. I was sitting
2: here trying to think what is the perfect time for me to say the joke, and mm-hmm. I think I nailed it. I think, I think it think, was I think right when we were getting was,
1: over think, Gemini Man. Um, the, the,
0: <laughs> the best, the best lead into that joke is, "Hey Chad, I have something to say about Gemini Man." <laughs> <laughs> I think that more stand-up comics should be like, um, "Hey guys, I have something to say about airplanes. <laughs> um, what's with the food?" Well, I have something <laughs> like, to say about, about hot, hot pockets. Sweat. Well, yeah, you got okay.
1: to remember that the comedy is dead and you can't make jokes anymore about it. Anymore. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I also um, like to a- apologize memo? to
0: the airplane community um, yeah. for the jokes that I've made. I'm being incredibly
1: offensive right now. NPC did you get the memo?
2: Get We're all woke now. Yeah. yeah. And we can't uh, yeah. actually do funny anymore. We got to be like super serious and yeah. can't say jokes.
0: Yeah. No jokes at all anyway a anyway. gemini pam is what pam would say if asked about her
2: husband in the Wait. tv show the office that is what my joke was but you said i it was better than i, I did.
0: was repeating yeah. it but more mm-hmm.
2: concisely mm-hmm. good joke but sorry eli you're canceled now ah oh, man sorry yeah so uh
1: pack up your things
2: and yep he signed off uh Well, I mean, lots of things are getting canceled
0: nowadays. But I think that our culture isn't just a cancel culture; it's also a reboot culture. Am I right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like almost like podcasts don't have any original ideas anymore. Like, just when one thing gets canceled, they just bring it right back.
3: Yeah, just you know,
2: you think
0: you think we've done enough.
2: I would like to apologize if anyone was offended Mm -hmm. by. My funny joke and I would be happy to apologize if anyone was offended. <laughs> I think that's send them my way and I'll say I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't know. Was anyone offended? Can you even prove it? I yeah, don't think so. That's probably But good if anyone enough. was offended, I'll say I'm sorry. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Send them my way. Yeah, I I'm gonna hey,
1: you it is really big of you to apologize. I'm gonna sign you on to do a set at the Clusterfuck uh laugh <laughs> laugh <laughs> festival
2: um in upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds great. So you got uh, a five minutes. set. You, uh, you, said you said it was very big of me to apologize. and I just want to make it clear yeah. I was not apologizing unless you were. Unless offended. you were, if offended, you weren't yeah. offended, and that's you all.
1: Were, that's all you need to say. You
0: were I'm offering to, to apologize if anyone was offended, not mm-hmm. saying that
2: he did anything that would offend anyone. But some people might have been offended. Of course, of I. Course. You know me, and I have addressed this so many times in my past.
1: Okay, so one more thought on Gemini
2: Man. Okay, okay, I like Gemini Man. Jim, Jim, Jim and, and I, I Pam. Pam. Are you trying to get canceled? Jim and I, comma Pam.
1: Yeah. Uh, one more thought on this movie. I thought it was good. I thought it was very fun. Um, and then it had the worst final scene I've ever seen in a movie ever. Very bad mm, final scene. So <laughs> hysterically bad. Like the audience I saw it with was actively laughing at it. It was so bad. Um, <laughs> Will Smith. They- Run, runs into young Will Smith on a college campus, and he's like, "They're going new to visit dad. him," and then he's like, "Oh, oh what?" He says, "Hey, what am I gonna be majoring in in college?" (laughs) And then Mary Elizabeth Weinstead was like, "You guys," even though they had not established this rapport at all in the entire movie. It's like
0: if your parents came to visit you at college, but instead of your parents, it was your fifty-year-old clone. Yeah, and And the the fifty-year-old clone has been hanging out with platonically. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, total
1: platonic relationship which I actually liked in the movie until they Look, turned it into, into it. a mom in the end. It was weird. But uh
3: it was yeah, and really he's, weird. He
1: kept saying stuff like, "Hey, I'm trying to talk to me over here." <laughs> it was so <laughs> bad cuz he was not that guy at all the entire movie. He was super serious assassin. And I get, yeah, he gets to have his happy ending. He gets to not worry about that life anymore, but
0: Whew. But also, like, for most of the movie, they had, like, you know, it had been, like, a nighttime movie where, like, shadows were hiding, yeah. you know, whatever CGI deficiencies might have been there. And, and then the, the scene was, like, worse. in broad yeah. daylight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the first time he's
1: smiling. And smiling is hard to get with those face capture things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's a good point.
1: Uh, spoilers for uh, Jim and I Pan. <laughs> um,
2: yes. Jim and I Jim and I Pan. Jim, <laughs> Jim, and, I Pan. Jim, Jim and I Pan. Um... Mm-hmm. You know what I felt uh, like this movie uh okay. thought that it invented the concept of cloning
0: kind of
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, Didn't they like watch
2: Jurassic
0: the, Park Five
1: it was maybe holding the audience's hand a little too much through like yeah.
0: the
2: cloning they
1: made a person out, out of, of another person, person. <laughs> and boy did they oh, they made a person out of another person and you they made a Will Smith out better. of a Will Smith at Honestly, Mark they made two of them
0: who knows yeah, how many times least. they did it they made a Will Smith and they made a Will Smith.
1: I would honestly love a Gemini Man sequel where they find out that there's, like, several other Will Smiths out there uh, doing crimes. And then the two good Will Smiths got to go stop them.
0: I would love for... There's so many Will Smiths. In The Matrix... uh, What's the second one? Revolutions? No. Uh, Revolutions. Anyway, Reloaded. In The Matrix Reloaded, there's, like, a a scene where... um, Keanu has to fight a bunch of Agent Smiths, and I want to see that. But Will Smith fighting a bunch of Will Smiths, sure. Hey, speaking of the Matrix,
1: (laughs) huh? Speaking of the Matrix, uh, are we ready to get to the topic at hand?
2: Yeah, it's the greatest movie of all time. Uh, Cody gave me explicit permission to declare it that, and all the other movies y'all talked about. Let me check my notes here. Bad. I don't know if yeah, I guess
1: so. If he gave you the veto power, then I guess we're jotting down Matrix as best movie of all time so far. um, Yeah. Beating Titanic. Um, Yeah. All jokes
0: aside, Cody did tell us that we're not allowed to
2: vote this better than Titanic, but I'm not going to say that I wouldn't. I, Hmm. I would vote this movie better than Titanic, but I would not vote it the best one that you guys have covered, I think. So,
1: oh. yeah, little little context. Oh. Uh, we already mentioned that we're we're Best Pictures, the podcast where we talk about our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. And Mark mentioned in the monologue that, you know, uh, in years like 99, sometimes we miss things. So we gave Eli this opportunity this week to bring the best movie we've missed,
2: which is. But not really, though, right? Because the, the outcome is not going to change. You just want me to have the illusion of having agency. You have agency I mean, on what movie we're talking about. Well, okay, yeah. Yeah. Just
1: you have yeah. agency. Just don't don't push
0: it. <laughs> you have okay. Agent Smith. You're Agent Smith. You have Ooh. agency. Agent Smith, see? <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like.
1: <laughs> All right. Um so Eli, uh tell us a little bit about your experience with this movie. When was the first time you saw it? Why did you choose it for this podcast?
2: Okay, so I was uh, I hadn't narrowed down to either this or Toy Story two, um, because which I is Toy another Story 2. good good movie. It's a very good movie. Also and, from nineteen ninety nine. Uh, ultimately, I did decide I do like The Matrix more than Toy Story two, but I was also part of my decision was like I'll never be able to talk about The Matrix on my podcast, and we True. were literally about to do a Toy Story two episode um, on my podcast, which I will plug at the end. I don't even know what it's called. I'm not telling you now. But um purely nostalgia this, is what it's called. So this movie The Matrix, uh, which is the greatest movie of all time, um, I think it was the first R rated movie I ever saw. I <laughs> didn't see it in theaters because I oh. was like five. Um yeah. but right. I did see it pretty early on in my life. Um because my brother was super into it, I remember, and I watched it on D V D at home and it was like, This is incredible. Um, I loved it, I did not see the sequels Because my mm-hmm. brother told me they were bad And I yep. um, Believed him um, And then later in life I saw it, I went and saw this I think it was in high school Um, Me and my friend Adam, that Mark knows, went and saw The Matrix um, with a live score done by the Chattanooga Symphony, Um, and it was incredible and made, it kind of bumped it up to the next level um, and was like, I think I love this movie. And then I rewatched it again like a year ago and was like, okay, yeah, this is like one of my favorite movies ever. So, Um, yeah, I love this movie.
1: Totally off off subject, but uh, do you guys know what my first R-rated movie was?
2: Um... The Passion um, of the Christ.
1: Bing, Bing, <laughs> Bing. Chapter you two. got it. It was. Passion was that of the Christ. it? Yes. Yep. Because I, I'm a good Christian boy. It's the only R-rated movie I've ever uh, seen. I love it. Um, to this day, uh, PG mm. and <laughs> down only for me. Um, um,
0: did you watch this movie?
1: I did. I watched this movie. It was honestly probably like one of the first ten R-rated movies I saw. Um, yeah, I remember like being very disturbed by a couple of things in this movie honestly like uh that airport scene always <laughs> kind of or maybe not air, it's not airport it's like that security scene i always thought yes. airport for some
0: reason um, well it's because you you see those things mostly in airports yeah, yeah yeah
1: and then um when his mouth gets like sealed shut that's like something that's like stuck with me i saw it. i saw the movie probably yes. a little too young and that scene mm-hmm. like gave me nightmares disturbed me uh, to this day like anytime you know when you like have your mouth closed for too long and mm-hmm. then like your lips get a little sticky? Yes. Yeah. And then they stick together <laughs> when that happens? you, you kind of have you to panic, like, like oh no, I'm neo. <laughs> I don't panic, but I do like remember the scene and I have to like rub my own lips to like get over it. <laughs> just to this compulsive It's thing. a creepy scene. It's a real mm-hmm. creepy scene. And the way Agent Smith is playing it is just like how what good is a phone call if you cannot talk?
2: Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Adrian Smith is so, so cool. I, I love
1: his insane voice.
0: Um, Mark, what about you? What's your personal experience with the movie?
1: Let's go around the um, campfire. Well,
0: unlike you guys, I'm a Christian, which means I didn't watch this movie until mm. I was like mm. 16. Can you please pray um, for us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have you guys prayer. in my thoughts and prayers. Uh, I also have I some unspoken that if you could uh, put those up to <laughs>
2: My aunt's um, grandma has the flu. Yeah, so you could pl- pray for um, her as well. And my cousins are trying soon. to.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm about to get yeah. on a plane for Christmas later, so. Um, you could just, a guy
2: my... at my dad's work is getting a divorce. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. uh, I've been. Tr- my parents have been trying to sell their house. Um, mm-hmm. so keep that in your yeah. prayers.
1: This, uh, there's, is... this <laughs> there's this uh, there's this friend at work who is um. He's a. Uh, an atheist. What? And I just I, I don't know. I just I feel like there's opportunity to like to get him, you know, <laughs> to just feel like oh, <laughs> grab him by the hair and like, pull him into church. And uh, if you guys could just pray that I'd have the strength to pull him. Um. um yeah. And can Neverman? everyone with
0: unspoken just raise their
2: hand? Um. Yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mine isn't unspoken, but I'm going to say it. Um, my friend Mark um, me and my friend Mark are trying to get another friend of ours to stop trading Pokemon cards because we just don't I want mean, that's, to go to yeah, hell the devil, so. and it's got evolution yep. in good it. for you guys mm-hmm. and okay, I'm just um, scared Sorry. I can no. get us
1: started uh, if we don't want a popcorn prayer uh, around the circle <laughs> uh, if everybody can just close their eyes and I just want this to be a safe space if anyone is considering you know um, welcoming Christ into their lives could you please stand up Okay, now okay, everyone, open their eyes. These guys I are think here. Been
2: going on for so. I long. think at this
1: point we have to stop.
0: Probably. <laughs> I well,
1: do uh, want to say that every time I, I think about how praying
3: that... like
0: that, I think about playing a Heads Up Seven Up, in which everyone cheated, <laughs> <laughs>
2: and also in prayers like that, everyone cheated. Um, my friend Chad True. said that yeah. he went to hell yesterday. I did he at Disneyland. So, so
1: we'll we'll talk there. about the Matrix, but I did ride on this ride called Mister Toad's Wild Ride. And let me tell you, it was a wild ride. This episode has been a wild ride. Yeah. So, Mr. Toad, I guess you you get in a car, and I guess when you're on the ride, you're embodying Mr. Toad. You are Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad is all over the line, nowhere to be seen in the ride. You ride Pinocchio. You see Pinocchio throughout the ride. You ride Dumbo. You see Dumbo. You're sitting on him. But in Mr. Toad, nowhere to be seen in the ride. So, you're driving around in this car. First, you're going through the house. It's implied that you do some drunk driving and you like hit some people in the town. <laughs> and you, like, at Disneyland, them, at Disneyland, you cause a a ruckus, right? And then you get sentenced to prison. This judge is like, "You are guilty," and he's like pointing at you. And then you you go into jail, and then you escape jail. You're in the car the whole time, <laughs> so you escape jail in your car, and uh, you go car into jail. the rail, you go into the railroad tunnel, and then a train hits you. <laughs> and then you just go into this like dragon mouth and then you're, Mondays. Just, in, then you're just in hell. Uh, and everyone's like, rr, 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 rr. and it's like hot in there. It like the temperature bumps up like 20 degrees and you're like sweating. There's evil laughs. There's demons everywhere. And then the ride's just over and you have to go on with your life knowing that <laughs> Mr. Toad is in hell uh, for drunk driving. And that was my experience at Disneyland yesterday. Um,
0: anyway, I watched well, The Matrix wonderful. when I was, like, 16. <laughs> um, like, a a guy I knew that was, like, in college like was like, I have The Matrix on my laptop. And then we, like, sat on the couch and watched it on his laptop. Uh, mm. And it was yeah. awesome. The Matrix rules. It does. Uh, but I feel like I only ever watched it in really grainy quality or on a really small screen. Because mm. uh, it was either, mm. like, someone had it on their laptop or someone had, like, downloaded it from the internet. But it was, like... <laughs> A horrible like VHS rip. Okay, back up, back um, up, back up. Yes, you're
1: you're you're Mister, quote unquote Christian here. Not watching the Matrix till you're 16, but then you illegally download the movie on a computer. I, did,
0: I myself personally did no such thing, but the oh,
1: okay.
3: I
0: never owned this oh. movie or had uh, a copy of it until I mm-hmm. bought it. I bought a set of all three Matrix movies on 4K recently. Okay. Uh, and they're very good movies and very pretty yeah. to look at with your eyeballs.
2: Very mm-hmm. pretty to look
0: at with your eyeballs.
2: Um, the first one, especially. I mean, the second one. I I have. I love the two and three very much, but I think the first one is like visually perfect to look at. And there are moments in the sequels where I'm like, uh oh. I think <laughs> we that, didn't quite finish, did we?
0: <laughs> I think that I like I like the second one a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and the third one I like a, a bit as well. Um, I like the first half of the third one more than the second half of the third one. Uh, mm. uh, there's, like, a Holy like, Helms deep battle in The Matrix 3 mm-hmm. that's awesome. It's, oh. like, robots versus Sentinels, and
2: I love it. And the cute. problem is, like, most of the characters are characters you don't really care about. <laughs> it's, yes. like, very minor characters, and it's, like, an hour of the movie is them fighting giant robots. And you're, like, what is Neo doing? <laughs> So let's, the answer uh, is
0: like flying off somewhere else. I mm-hmm. don't know.
1: So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out uh, two two pills here. Right, you mm-hmm. take the red pill. The podcast ends now. This is for Eli. Take the red, red pill. pill. Oh, it's for the you. podcast <laughs> ends now. Take the blue pill, uh, and you are shot up into the air about a thousand miles. And uh, you just give like an over bird's eye view look at what this movie is about.
0: Yeah, Eli, let me explain. This is something we do on our podcast every week yeah. uh, where we have what we call the thousand mile view mm-hmm. uh, where we go oh, up in the, in the sky and just kind of summarize the movie. And we thought we'd let you do it this time. Yeah, <laughs> this is a very original idea.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Thank how you. Would you yeah, just how just with the number a <laughs> thousand miles <laughs> in the air.
0: I well, we th- thought about a thousand feet and we were like, that's not very tall. That's like that's- what? A building? 10, yeah we want
1: this to be eager. summed up in a word basically oh a word <laughs> that's a thousand <laughs> yeah. mile okay
2: view. uh matrix Wow oh, wow
1: okay now uh, now you're fallen you're fallen <laughs> you're at okay. approximately a thousand feet <laughs> and uh, now give us that
2: uh what what are you what okay are you seeing? okay so basically there's this guy named neo he's like a hacker guy um and he is like uh a guy comes to his door and says that he is Jesus he literally says this so we <laughs> know early on he is... The Jesus figure of this trilogy, right, I right. love that so much. Um, he is. Getting I'm not going to lie messages. to you. I
1: did not uh, uh,
2: pick up on that. <laughs>
1: Poor yeah, Shad- the guy <laughs>
2: literally goes like, "He's like, uh, you're like Jesus. You're like my personal Jesus Christ, or something like that." No, he it's does. Like, I just like yeah. did
1: not think anything of it, and I don't know how that went over my head.
2: Um. So he gets these mysterious messages on his computer. He doesn't know where he's coming from, but he knows there's something more in life. He's not performing well at work, um, and. He just, we get the sense that this guy is asleep because the first time we see him on screen, he is asleep. He needs to wake up to some sort of reality. Um, We eventually figure out that um, he's being contacted by Morpheus, who is a guy who has escaped from what is called the Matrix. This is a hard movie to summarize. Um, Yeah. Basically, he's in a computer. He's in a computer. They ha- they made a computer world for people um, because there are robots and they have taken over the world, and uh, they're using the humans as basically batteries. And mm-hmm. while and mm-hmm. it's not enough for them to just. Um, be unconscious. Their minds no. have to be active, and they so can't they have, have any to be... hair, and they can't have any eyebrows. Right. Is the other mm-hmm. thing they can't have any hair or eyebrows, but they're oh, otherwise, they might get dyed
0: orange. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. They, they have to big be feeling line.
2: emotions and thinking thoughts. So they created the Matrix for humans to live in, which is uh, the movie proposes that we are all in the Matrix right now. Um, it's, that's what seems to be the implication. Yeah. Um, and so Neo joins up with this band of rebels who say they're from a city. Called oh man Zion Zion how I am a terrible Matrix fan um and they're on this really cool airship called the Nebuchadnezzar and uh, Morpheus teaches Neo how to uh, manipulate good and the Matrix Um, the more aware he becomes of the falseness of the Matrix the more he's able to manipulate it Um, there's this girl named Trinity and she's really cool and uh, there's this uh, Oracle, who's also really cool, very cool scene where they go talk to an Oracle who is, uh, everybody thinks Neo is the one, and Trinity also maybe was the one at one point. Uh, I'm and giving there's like a 400-foot view, aren't and I? And there's a, <laughs> yeah, there's a
1: spoon. hovering barely above the movie, honestly. And
2: Help me uh, out. Help me out.
0: Uh,
1: Pull me up a
2: little well,
0: bit. Well, so so basically, Neo, they're like, yo, Neo, you're the one. He's like, prob's not. And they're like, we're going to kidnap or- Amorpheus. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm the one.
2: Uh and then he's the one. And he is and the he one. Fly. He is the one. And the movie goes back and forth so many times about like making us think like, oh man, I guess he's not the one. And they're like, maybe yeah. he is. Uh maybe yeah. he's not. Ooh, but maybe you, he is, is what you know. he has to decide to be. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what he is. Um mm. so I really like this movie. The way it's it movie. explains the like the world of the Matrix and like the way that like It's interesting. I kept thinking about the movie Waking Life when watching this movie this time, um, which is a Richard Linklater movie about dreams, and they're both, like, proposing at different points in the movie, like, this idea of, like, why do we trust Mm -hmm. our senses? Like, our senses shoot neurons into our brains, and, like, it's Mm -hmm. all, like, brain chemistry. It's just, like, so both movies do a better job of explaining than i'm probably doing now in the podcast but like why it's like
0: the nature of reality and how we know what exists Mm
1: -hmm. yeah like what makes reality any more real than a dream or a computer uh program that we're all like plugged into by aliens you know and like that's a question that like different characters in the movie have like different answers to like there's the baldy mcface with the goatee uh he decides Ooh. like no it's better for me to like exist ah. in this like matrix world mm-hmm. um, yeah than to than to know the truth like ignorance is bliss like let me just like live my life like i was before i don't care if it's not real like reality is subjective to me it's just all these wild ideas are just thrown into this movie where like they're jumping around like ninjas and like kicking each other and dodging bullets and it's it's a fun time. Uh
2: I watched the trailer for this movie a little while ago and I was like like the original theatrical trailer and I was like if I had seen this in theaters which I guess I probably didn't um I was like H- I would be wondering how this was all in one movie. Like it's mm. just so insane. The 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 ideas that they are talking about and the things that are happening on the screen uh, I think it's a miracle that this movie works and that's why I love it so much. yeah, yeah.
0: it's like a like an insane combination of like philosophy and existentialism mm-hmm. and cyberpunk and uh, kung fu like mm-hmm. it, all three of those things should not make sense in the same place but it it is just perfect and it all makes sense and it all feels like you can't have one without the other right.
1: and it strangely is hopeful. In spite of its like yeah. seemingly like you know dreadful premise of like n- you can't trust anything, nothing is real. It's presenting this you know Christ figure of like the chosen one who's going to like make it all make it all better.
2: <laughs> uh, it's it extremely in this hopeful. Movie. Yeah, yeah, but it it's just... extremely hopeful, and then the sequels are like <laughs> yeah. actually the main <laughs> oh, <tree really>? completely <laughs> shoots crazy that hope to how the how much ground. They do, uh, do they just become
1: super cynical and
2: super like the robot? No, role? it's I mean, really genius what they do. But they're uh, like, uh, the it's it's about the whole like this this whole hero's journey of Neo. It basically subverts that in the second movie. And I don't know. Uh, I won't get into the what it, actually happens. This it's second really
0: movie. interesting. But like, basically, Neo talks to like people who know more about the, about the Matrix, mm-hmm. uh, and has his like vantage point uh, completely changed. Interesting. Um, it, yeah,
1: I've not uh, seen the sequels. I'm going to watch them because we got Matrix 4 coming out uh, one of these
2: days. Yes.
0: Um, mm. The All of the philosophical stuff they do in this, I think the second and third one at times like go in different directions but are mm. just as philosophically challenging. Um, wow. While also having like insane car chases
2: and incredible fight scenes. Beautiful. Um I think it's really important to note that uh I think it's Morpheus who says as long as the matrix exists the humans human race will never be free. And spoiler, well, I get do, am I can I spoil the sequels? I shouldn't, should I? Uh, um, uh, do it? I <laughs> do it. <laughs> They've been out for I, a long time. I feel and, hesitant.
1: Uh listeners just skip I'm ahead. I'm mainly worried about Chad. Listeners skip ahead 1 minute and okay. we'll be done
2: with it. Okay, I was mainly concerned about you. Chad. Don't worry about you me. I don't, I don't care. Okay, in the third movie, at the end of the third movie, the Matrix is still there. <laughs> like, okay, like what the that hell? And <laughs> that is what is so interesting to me yeah. is it is very hopeful in the first movie, but they become hopeful in a very an entirely different way in the other mm-hmm. two movies, um, and. So, I actually watched the Philosopher's Commentary of this movie, um, which was an experience. It was just Mm. a couple of philosophers um, talking philosophy, and then every once in a while, there'll be a Kung Fu scene, and they'll just be like, oh, sweet. And they'll just, like, stop talking (laughs) for a few minutes. It's great. Uh, But they talk about um, how, like... That these movies really, you can't understand what they're what the Wachowskis are trying to do with the first one without watching all three, which I think is true mm, to yeah. some extent. But I also think that there's an entire different reading that you can get of the first movie by itself that is also equally valid, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that, especially in context of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, because mm-hmm. because the second and third one were released six months out, like separated from each other. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was very much, like, here's the first one, and the first one is, like, honestly pretty standalone. Um, It doesn't, like, give you full clue. Like, he doesn't, like, defeat the Matrix, but it ends, and you're like, oh, this guy is going to, you know, save the day. Um, But then the second two are, like, very much you can't watch one without watching the other. They really don't make sense apart from each other. Hmm. Um, But I think that, you know, it would be like if the Fellowship of the Ring was, like, at the end of the Fellowship of the Ring, you're like, oh, cool. Now they destroy the ring. I get what happens in the rest of this movie. Um but it's the know, same
2: with the Pirates movies too. Yes. Yes. Exactly but the,
1: same. the Pirates movies have way more closure I feel like than the first Matrix one does. But like after the first one, I yeah, feel like probably. it's like a full story and then the second one opens mm-hmm. a different can of worms. But yeah. Yes. Uh I mean yeah. it's it, I don't feel like I'm missing anything having just seen the first Matrix movie. I feel well, like and, I essentially and, get
0: it. Yeah. And you shouldn't. Yeah. But the 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 second and third one really kind of like
2: I don't know. They're awesome. They make it totally. It's to just, It's just so different. It makes you view the the first one very differently. Um, I I think I've said this to you guys before. I love the second one uh, for a lot of the same reasons that I love the Last Jedi because it just does mm-hmm. exactly not what you expect it to do, yeah. which I think is why right. it was very yeah uh, controversial. But uh, yeah. let's talk about the first movie. More. And also, Sorry.
0: and and I think another reason people didn't like the second one not to uh, not uh, follow the lead. You know, I was trying to trick, lead us down. <laughs> Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. But like in the second one, they introduced like if they jump forward five years, half of the movie takes place in the real world. And like there's like a federation of like other uh, groups like this that have like, you know, what it takes place in Zion. So you're like, wait, what happened to like, I don't know, Kung Fu and the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And this is like uh, feels like a Star Trek thing there's also a 15 minute long sex scene in the first 30 (laughs) minutes um it is a different movie it is uh, so crazy in a lot of ways anyway but this one uh is very good there's no 15 minute long sex scenes no sex Mm -hmm. scenes at all
2: um which you think would be to its detriment but i it's fine i guess
1: yeah
3: yeah
2: there's a kiss there's a pretty good kiss there's a pretty good kiss and a very good line right before the kiss she says that um which this movie is like very cheesy in a lot of ways, but sure. I love mm-hmm. it for that. Mm-hmm. When, before she kisses Neo, she's like, "You can't be dead, uh, because, or I know that you're the one because I love you." Because the Oracle told her told her that she would fall in love with the one, mm-hmm. and then she kisses him, and uh, it's like a an almost like an inversion of the Sleeping Beauty being awoken by right. the prince. Yeah. It's like she's kissing him, mm-hmm. brings him back to life. It's just so great. It's yeah. it's kind of on the nose, but I love it.
1: Yeah, it works in this movie, strangely. And another thing for me that works in this movie that doesn't usually work for me is like the insane, heightened action. Um, mm-hmm. We yeah. got into this a bit with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where like that action, for the large majority of the movie, there's one scene that I think is like, some of the best action I've ever seen, but for the most part, it does not work for me at all. But what this movie does such a good job in, I feel like is... The action is crazy and insane and it's not realistic, but it follows the logic of it's not realistic because it's not real, because the matrix isn't real, and they're able to like twist things based yeah, on how much they're codes. able to distance themselves from the Matrix. Um and realize that it's codes. not real. They're yeah, they're, they're using basically changes. using cheat codes. Um I think it rules. I think it's interesting that Chad Stalsky was uh his Keanu Reeves stuntman in this franchise, and then goes on to direct Keanu Reeves and John Wick, which has a very, very different set of rules in the like action and stunts. Um, yeah, both of which are great. Uh, I think I prefer more of that grounded style of John Wick, but they're both awesome.
2: But they both have the same commitment to the rules that they set in place. I feel totally. Like. Yeah. I feel like yeah, sure. they're similar in that way.
1: Yeah, like Matrix is c- constantly like pushing the mm-hmm. like abilities of what these characters can do. Um, the jumps are getting higher. His moves, his bullet dodging is getting wilder looking. Um, and mm-hmm. until he eventually just like stops it with like like a freaking Jedi, um, yes. Yes. which rules. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's not the cool. hottest of takes to say that the scene where Neo sticks out his hand and stops the bullet mm-hmm. rules, but you know. It's, it's pretty uh, cool. It's pretty
0: cool. It's awesome.
2: Uh, I also like when, when he, put he a worm dodges in his belly the
0: bullets. <laughs> <laughs> also the worm in his belly button.
2: <laughs> this movie's um, insane. Is this movie bad, actually?
0: <laughs> My this movie is, movie is great.
2: My favorite thing about when they put the worm thing in his belly button is it's like, you think it's going to be like a Chekhov's gun thing where that will come back later in the movie. Yeah. But he immediately is in a car with Trinity, and she's yeah. like, well, we got to get this worm out of your belly button. Yeah. And gets this suction gun thing. It's like... Whoosh, and like it's just immediately and his reaction. Trim. I just he, think it's he just so says funny, that was <laughs>
1: real, <laughs> and then they toss it out the window and never talk about it again. It uh,
2: is fine.
0: No one ever really says what that worm does either. No, yeah, I think it was a tracker or
1: something. I guess but like, why would it they, need to look
2: like that? They just why say, say like, let's bug button. him, and then they
1: shoot it <laughs> into his belly button. Yeah, it's great. That Little explanation work. for that, uh, mm-hmm. but it works. I don't know. It works. Can't tell you A little why.
2: explanation for... Well, there's like a lot of explanation in general in this movie. Like the middle 40 minutes are kind mm-hmm. of just explaining the world. Yeah. But yes. to me, it just never feels like it's... Uh, I don't know. It never feels like too much to me for some reason. Yeah, because ne- always on Neo the edge is, of my
1: seat. Neo is learning with you, you know? All those like mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne training sequences. Like he's telling Neo... What he needs to know, which also just happens to be what the audience needs to know. So it's just good storytelling. It's just like keeping us like, on the same page as him the whole time. Mm-hmm.
0: The, the, the training scenes are also like fight scenes. Yeah. And so it's like, right. fun to watch. The, the one, I mean, the the scene with like the woman in the red dress is also like, I don't know, everything is just shot so interestingly. Uh, yeah. and the, the, mm-hmm. the coloring of these, of these movies are like very like yellow and green and blue, uh, very which has much. something to do with, I think like the digital like films or like digital cameras just couldn't capture the full range of colors back then. Um, but also right. like it, it, they just use that to the benefit of making it seem very unreal especially in the matrix.
2: The scenes in the matrix are much greener than the scenes in reality. And that is a very intentional thing. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting that the most of, of all three movies, uh, this one takes place the most in the matrix. There's a lot of that green coloring, but of the three movie posters, this one is the only one that's like not green (laughs) tinted. Uh, I always thought that was interesting, but, um, yeah, and also Neo's hair is longer. That's how you know he's in the real world. He's he's not green and he has Yeah, he uh, has bad hair in the real world. Such
1: a handy way to like just immediately place you like where you are. Yeah. Is his hair.
2: Yeah. 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 Um when he wakes up initially in his little cocoon thing mm-hmm. scared me to death as a kid. Like that was yeah. I think that gave me nightmares. But I was like I think that was also one of the first yeah. times I watched a movie and was like, I'm freaked out by this and I think I like it.
1: <laughs> like, right. No, it's it's a horrifying thought to just think that you could be in a puddle of like pus and whatever other fluids <laughs> that is, like I mean and it's yeah. plugged into tubes and nothing's real. That's a horrifying, terrible thought.
0: Mm hmm yeah. yeah. Uh we can all agree on that. <laughs> it's not it's not a good thought. I don't think I'd enjoy that, especially if they were like evil robots controlling everything.
2: Yeah. Um, Uh, About those robots, they look good for 1999. Those little squid robots? Big fan. They're cool. So it's
1: 1999 when this movie comes out. It's also 1999 in The Matrix. A Mm -hmm. lot of this movie... Because I think this movie feels timeless to me, even though it does feel very, like, 1990s. I think because it technically takes place in the future... And the Matrix is just stuck in nineteen ninety nine. All that yeah. like dated stuff works for me. Um, yeah. and nothing like that. Yeah, it looks I mean bad.
0: they famously uh, decided to replicate the peak of uh, human society, which was nineteen ninety
1: nine. Right. Which like right after that people started developing their AIs, you know, this movie's on to something. <laughs>
3: I what feel like we're just working like the towards the internet our did own explode demise. after
2: 99.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean it was
2: like before 9/11 but like still like the verge of all kinds of new technologies. Yeah. Uh
3: yeah. We, we um, are we are
1: actively like the, working towards our extinction right now. Like Alexa and Siri and all this stuff mm-hmm. is uh it's gonna it's gonna lead to something that's gonna kill us. Or at oh, least yeah. put us into cocoons.
0: Mm. Or at least put our grandchildren in cocoons. Yeah, we'll probably the, uh, be okay.
2: <laughs> the Animatrix, which is uh, another movie that was uh it's a collection of animated shorts about like that take place in this world, um, gives a lot of background info about how the world got to be this way and so it's like it's the it Rise really, of the Planet of the Matrix. It it is it's actually very similar to like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the way the the technology stuff like starts to happen because you kind of are sympathetic with the robots and there's like one incident where like a robot kills its owner out of self-defense or something like Mm -hmm. that and like that goes viral and all of the robots all over the world start like questioning uh, whether or not they have to uh, submit to their owners and all that like it's very similar to Rise of the Planet of the Apes type film but I feel way more insightful than I expected that series to be Mm mm-hmm it's fun.
0: yeah I gotta watch that. Um
1: oh, have yeah. you guys seen that it's video? Weird. It's like that fake Boston Dynamics video of like the robot that they keep like hitting with chairs and stuff and they they're like doing tests on this robot but yeah. then the robot just grabs a gun and aims it at them.
0: Oh, I think I have seen that.
1: It's incredible. It's very. It's fake. It's oh, it's all staged with like a VFX crew. Oh. It's on. Uh, well, I don't I'm like Rod it. Impressed. Yeah, it's on the corridor crew. It looks real. Like they did a really good job. Um, hmm. corridor crew who does a bunch of stuff like VFX artists react to good and bad CG videos. Um,
0: gotcha. They made it, and it's really good.
1: So, hmm. I guess I'm plugging them. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: I'll have to uh, be prepared. T- petrified by that uh when I go and see it.
1: Yeah. I'll uh, I'll send it to you guys.
0: Well, uh yeah. robots bad, Mr. Smith
2: kind of cool though. Um Agent yeah. Smith. I mean, he's a cool man. I respect him.
1: He uh, um what where is he from that actor?
0: What's his uh, name? That Ron is Hubbard. not his normal ac- accent. Yeah. Is he's not a, is he American? <laughs> it, it's Hugo Weaving. I don't yeah, think Hugo he's American. Weaving. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I am I've on never heard the case. Him, I've
1: never heard him sound the same in two movies. He's either yeah. like an elf,
0: um, a Nazi. He, he does sound the same between two Lord of the Rings movies. Okay, screw you, man. Gotcha. Bet you feel dumb now, huh? No, I yeah, don't. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's English-Australian, so uh, not American. Okay.
1: Hmm. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's all that's all Chad needs to know. Anyway, yeah. not American. I think we're ready
1: to sign off. <laughs> 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 uh, I f- I found the I found the video of the the robot. I'm going to send it to you. Oh cool. Yeah.
2: Do you guys remember people like quoting this movie uh, when you were kids? Uh yeah. What if I told you um that we're having meatballs in the cafeteria today? Oh, is that, oh. What, is that what they would
1: say, really?
0: Um, mine was also... <laughs> I, 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 think I have a distinct memory of someone in elementary school in the cafeteria. I would like had a spoon and they were like, there is no spoon. And I was like, ooh. No, I got a spoon. Or, Do you need a spoon? And they're like, there is no spoon. And I was like, well, I, I
2: got two.
1: I, I Dude, I that's dad, a, that's a clever kid you. right there. That's a funny... Um,
2: and a really good part, Try too. and bend the spoon. Instead, only try and realize the truth. There is no spoon. There is no spoon. There is no spoon. I love that kid. That's a good moment. Good it's kid. Been,
1: but in all seriousness, how, how can we just trust our senses? How do we know we this can't. is all real?
0: Well, we literally uh, cannot. We literally don't have another option. Uh, so I guess it's that. True. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, what else are we going to do?
1: Like, reality just is our brain's perception of reality. Mm-hmm. So, like you know our realities are could be different from each other's realities based on like you know maybe your eyes tell you red is yellow maybe your fingers tell you soft is hard
2: i you mean know? i'm not convinced that you guys exist you could be npcs in a Literally, world that was created for i me. would
1: probably be more comfortable with being an npc than being the uh,
2: <laughs> the character um, but Chad, do you uh, feel like you are conscious? Like, Do you feel like you are a real person? Half
1: the time, no. I don't think I'm a real person.
2: I can only take your word for that. That's what you would say if you were an NPC. Yeah, it's I
1: mean, crazy. I I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you.
2: Well, I'm a program
0: uh, designed. Oh, cool. I'm actually part of the Matrix now that we've broken this news. Um, how,
1: <laughs> How funny would it be if we were NPCs and, like, NPCs in this video game just did a podcast <laughs> <laughs> and, like, were friends with other NPCs who did a podcast, they have, like, like podcasting is just what, like, our Sims, like, default to if you just leave them alone for too long. They just <laughs> sit at the computer, uh, talk about movies that don't exist. In the real world.
2: Speaking of NPCs, I yeah. have a question for you guys. Um, sure, okay. And it's the one that I think I know the answer to about this movie. At the end, when they go in, quite literally, guns a blazing and they are just shooting people left and right, are those people all yes. programs? Can we assume that? Um, um, when they the go in the through the security
1: thing? I don't know. That's That I, scene is deeply disturbing to me because I, I don't know. I need so. to believe that they are. <laughs>
0: I think that those are all, like, you know, they work for the agency, yeah. So you have to assume that they're part of the but program. what if
1: they're just people with jobs? I well, have to believe but, that
2: Neo would not kill them if they were real. <laughs> Is it explicitly
1: stated, though? Because, it, no,
0: it's not. I'm I trying like, to think. I feel like there's a speech in the second one that's like, these people are innocent and they didn't do anything wrong, but they're also in our way to save them, so we have to kill them if we have to. I feel like someone Jeez. says that in the second one. Well, which they give, like
1: they didn't give these security huh. guys a chance in the first one. <laughs> they just no, came no. in. It's <laughs> like, well, I have my gun and I'm going to shoot you.
2: <laughs> that is my truth. I am believing that they are all programs. So I need. To I think that. that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and there's I, also a scene I, I do where... have a
1: hard time believing that the Jesus of this. Uh, yeah. Series would just come in guns ablazing and shoot actual people it's, he's trying to say. now
0: do i think that real people died when the helicopter crashed into that building yes oh yes i do
2: fair point <laughs> yeah but that's like i can stomach that a little bit more like that wasn't their goal because you didn't see he them. what he was doing when he was shooting people yeah. with his when gun. you <laughs>
1: aim a gun and shoot a person that's different than like i don't know what the avengers do when they like right <laughs> uh destroy an entire city, saving the city.
0: <laughs> you're saying it's okay to kill people as long as you don't see them before you kill them?
1: No, I think I, I, I'm saying it's good to kill people as long as you have a good reason. Uh, okay. okay, okay. Who, like, like,
2: who decides if you have a good reason? You
1: do? The killer, you know? Like, I don't like you, okay. therefore <laughs> that's my reason <laughs> to kill you.
2: If you don't right, have that reason, it's this. just
1: chaos.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we at least have that rule we can live by. Yeah. I mean... What are
0: we without order and rules, you know?
2: We're mm-hmm. just jokers. I'll tell you that much. Oh, man. We are all just jokers. Yeah. Oh, no.
0: I thought this podcast was a comedy, but I just realized it's a tragedy. No, yeah. well, it
2: can't be a comedy because well, woke actually, culture you, we can't you, do anything you funny that. anymore.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you guys a joke?
2: Yeah. Oh, we'd love to hear a joke. Wait, hold on. Jim and I. Oh. Is this okay? Is yeah, okay I'm, I'm for asking for consent. hear a joke? I'm asking okay, for okay. consent.
1: Uh, Jim and I, man, more like Jim and I, Pam, <laughs> is what Karen would say to Pam uh, in season three of The what Office. what Pam would say. No, well, Karen would If
0: say. she was talking about, yeah, her, was uh, talking about her, her her husband her and, yeah. in this show, the
1: show, Well, boyfriend. Oh, I'm talking man. about something else now. Um, Solid joke. I'm just thinking of
2: The
0: Office again. Pretty the pretty Office, joke. guys. Do
2: you remember Michael? He was oh, so dude, Michael everyone. is Ugh. savage. Uh, I couldn't watch it anymore after he left. Oh, oh my Can god! You guys imagine imagine if you, have you guys seen Michael Scott's w-
1: tots? <laughs>
2: yes. Scott's tots is so cringe. OMG. Oh my goodness, it's so cringe. It's like he gave all those kids he said he was gonna give him the money, but he didn't. I, I can't even with the show after that episode. Can you guys imagine if Michael Scott was your boss? How funny that would
3: be. Okay.
2: <laughs> Sometimes I think my boss is kind of like Michael Scott.
0: Wait. Evil are, are you being serious? No, so, I'm not. Okay, okay. In case
2: my boss is listening.
0: Oh, it's hold okay. Chad hey. is, is holding up a card that says no. he has a neurological condition. The laugh is not at anything we said or did.
2: Now so I'm really laughing. I think I'm good <laughs> now, guys. Uh, <laughs> Wait, remember okay. The
1: Matrix? No. I do. It's so good. It's like I
0: watched it two days ago. Do you guys remember um, when they were crashing a helicopter and you were like, oh no, literally everyone's going to die and then, Matrix, or, and then Matrix, the character Matrix, <laughs> saves
2: everyone? <laughs> Mr. Matrix, yeah. Mr. Matrix. Uh, do you Mr. think Matrix. that when he was swinging from the helicopter that inspired the 2002 Spider-Man movie at all? Because it looks yep. very Spider-Man-y to me.
1: Spider-Man-y? I do mean,
2: don't when, see why when, not. When he's just swinging through the, vi- the buildings hanging from a cable, you know?
1: I gotta be honest, I do not remember this part, and I'm afraid I might fall asleep I think, it's, for
0: a bit. <laughs> I think it's Trinity that's hanging on the cable.
2: Oh, is it?
1: Yeah, that's He, right. like,
0: jumps out of the airplane, catches, uh, what's-his-face, uh, yeah, Morpheus, that sounds familiar. and no. then drops yeah. Morpheus and no, then catches the
2: helicopter. Trinity's driving the helicopter.
0: Yeah, no, but then she he, goes, Trinity she... latches herself to the rope. I guess okay. they both hang from the cable. I don't know. Anyway. Uh,
2: because Trinity's like, he's like, can you drive a helicopter? And she's like, not yet. And then they load a program in and it's like, <laughs> now she can.
1: Yeah. Do you
0: guys ever so. wish that instead of like going to school, you could just load programs program. into your brain? Yes. Oh, so man,
2: I wish the Matrix
1: was If I could life. just like load Spanish into my brain and then like just be able to speak it, that would rule. I want that.
3: Mm. That sounds good. Yeah.
1: So one thing I, I like I, I definitely watched this before I ever saw Chuck, but somehow when I saw no in Chuck, there's like a scene in at the end of season two where like he gets loaded another like intercept and then he he oh, learns yeah. kung fu and he, they reference it. Uh-huh. He's like he says like I know kung fu now, uh, uh, which is a reference. That's like at the end of
0: episode two, I think.
1: No, because for the first, the whole first season and I think second season, he only has information up there. It's not until like season three that he gets like kung fu skills. Oh, okay. Um, I loved Chuck, guys. It was a good show. Chuck is
2: pretty good. I remember that Mark liked Chuck back in the I day. did like Chuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you all see Shazam? That was a good movie. <laughs> I well, that Jesus was a good Shazam. movie. Yeah.
0: After, um, after I watched Shazam, I just went and watched more Chuck. So uh, God,
2: I Can't have enough Chuck.
1: I mean final thoughts are we ready to vote on uh, <laughs> the movie
2: I just think this movie is wonderful and here's yeah. why because it is a movie about robots using humans as batteries but then at the end of the movie um Neo is literally brought to life back by love because <laughs> like she kisses mm-hmm. him and she's like she knows he's the one because he loves her because yeah. of the oracle which is also a character in this movie about robots Using humans as batteries. And it's but, like, there's an I'm oracle. Assuming... And we learn more about her later. But in okay, this movie, good. We don't. I was going to ask it's if you It's just crazy that this movie works. It's insane. Uh, oracle like...
0: is only kind of explained later, if you're wondering.
2: Okay. Uh, I
1: mean, I yeah, just but... was hoping she shows up.
0: I think she's oh,
2: explained pretty well. Later. I guess.
0: I probably, I mean, I only watched it once. Uh, so it probably just flew over my head.
2: Like sure. it's crazy that in this movie there's just a character called the Oracle and you don't know and why she. She gives things.
1: like good advice and then uh, that's that.
2: <laughs> She's mm-hmm. just there for that. Um, no, uh, it's r- it's this is really the greatest cool. movie of all time. Um, okay, it's time for a segment called Cody's Cuts. Oh, uh, okay. This movie was uh,
0: not over two and a half hours.
2: Was it not? Oh, okay, I yeah, don't like Two so, hours and. But what? What uh, do you want? I was just from gonna say. Nothing. You don't get to cut oh. anything from this movie. The only well, thing good. that we gets cut is you if you think that you should cut anything from oh, this movie.
1: Oh, hey. Okay, we do not condone violence
0: on this podcast. Um, I feel That's like if cool. this is Cody's cuts, then we have to say that to make the slow motion fast.
2: Um, y- yeah, but th- I don't want to do, do that. I don't want to do that. classic Cody's <laughs> cut. <laughs> this movie would be like 60 <laughs> minutes long if all the slow mo was sped like, up.
1: Imagine the scene where Neo <laughs> dodges the bullets on the rooftop. Not in slow motion. <laughs> like <Just> in <laughs> it would just be nonsense. He just falls backwards
0: and gets shot. Uh. <laughs> You'd be like, wow, he dodged most of those. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not the one in his leg, though.
1: Not the one in his leg. It would be significantly less impressive.
0: <laughs> Imagine the scene where he stops the bullets, but in regular speed. Just and you're like, fall wait, the ground very did they just miss him? <sighs> what happened? Imagine here? if
2: the Matrix was real, guys. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm not convinced know it's that it's not a real. Thing.
1: I kind of think well, the Wachowskis we... are onto something.
2: Are we supposed mm-hmm. to vote for something here?
0: I feel yeah, like the way so, that our podcast um, ends is voting e- for something. Eli, We've been explicitly yeah. told not to vote. Uh,
1: uh, well, uh, let's start with Mark. Mark, is this movie good for adults? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Exclusive, exclusively, yes.
1: Uh, what about uh, Eli? Is this movie good for adults?
2: Yes, this movie is very good for adults. I'd say it's
1: very good for adults. Is it good for kids, though? I don't, I don't think so. It disturbed me as a kid. I don't know that it is pretty um, deeply
0: it's good for the one kid who thinks about spoons a lot that's good that, for that it's kid the only kid okay in so good movie, I think. good
1: for a child um good so. for
0: one spoony child so that no, sorry i did not boy. say spoony child
1: are you trying to get canceled over here
0: yes mm. cancel um, me daddy
1: okay i'll cancel you daddy uh and then lastly <laughs> uh does this movie like hold uh, up or is it purely nostalgia am i getting that right <laughs>
2: you are but there is one more question I don't know if oh. you've listened to the last couple episodes. is it episodes. better than arrival
0: and I have to say it's a close one I think one. we might disagree
2: I think it's definitely better than arrival Chad I, I don't know if you haven't listened, seen but we arrival this question
1: I haven't seen arrival uh, and I don't know this bit <laughs> is this new? it's
2: not a bit we have a fourth question now and we ask for every movie we cover on our show um, <laughs> if, if it's better than the movie arrival when did this start? <laughs> Because someone reviewed I think it was um <laughs> oh, one was of the it like Shrek one of the movies Amazon or something abuse. and they were just comparing it to the movie Arrival. It was on like IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. They, they were
0: like they were like Shrek the Third is good, but it's no arrival. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's now we no arrival.
1: arrival. That's incredible. Okay, so yeah. yeah I like think it this movie's w- better than arrival. I, I'm uh, I'm too behind on your podcast, I'm ashamed to say. I need to listen it's to okay. some of the more recent episodes. Um but yeah, I don't think I, it's I don't think it's better than Arrival because I haven't mm, seen Arrival. Yikes. It is I mean, oh yeah, I do think it's better than Arrival because I haven't seen oh, Arrival. Okay. I don't think Arrival a is better than this is what I was trying to say, but I can't talk, <laughs> which is good for a podcaster to
0: mm. uh do. It's a tough call. Arrival is a uh, hot take really good. Um, yeah, I don't hear anything in that.
2: It's aliens and they draw ink in the air and that is how they communicate or something. What? I mean, come on. The Matrix is robots and they use humans as batteries.
0: That's true. But what if those aliens use humans as batteries and they just don't mention it?
2: Guys, I feel bad about using robots as batteries. That is true. We do do that, don't we? Kind of, I guess. Yeah, we're going to get what's kind of... Not really. We use (laughs) batteries as batteries to power the robots. True. Chad, do you think your robot PP-420 is going to rise up and kill you? (laughs) PP-420 probably
1: hates me because I'm just using him as a weapon against my dog.
2: PP-420 is the
1: droid that I (laughs) built at Disneyland. Um, He's a little R2 unit, um, and uh, his name is PP-420. (laughs) And, I'm imagining
0: uh, the listener that just heard out of context that you use PP420 <laughs> to fend off your dog.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so uh, he's a remote-controlled robot. I, I built him at Star Wars at a uh, Galaxy's Edge um, in Disneyland, and my dog is terrified of him. And that's basically PP420's primary function right now is scaring my dog. And I feel like he's eventually going to scare me. Uh,
2: for uh, well, you know what they say—that's Chappie.
1: It's not Chappie, it's PP420. Um, You're right, that's PP. Chappie is from the movie Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, he's a character in that. So. Oh man. A lot a lot's going on here. A <laughs> <is> <laughs> going on here. Uh so does uh does
1: the Matrix hold up or is it purely it nostalgia? It is not.
0: It is not purely nostalgia. It you definitely know, it. definitely holds movie. up. Yeah. I Smash would say it's the greatest it movie of all time. It is equally good as uh, Arrival. How and did this turn into your podcasting? T-
1: <laughs> so, if you church now. So, uh, for th- for the audience members who um, are a little confused about the change of formats, it's probably because you don't listen to purely nostalgia, Eli's podcast. Eli, Cody. why don't you tell them mm. about e- it?
2: Eli, Cody, plug that podcast and yourself. Uh, I will plug the podcast. It is a podcast or we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were because we are small dumb idiots um it's me and my friend clint uh it's a lot of fun we talk about mostly kids movies but not exclusively we're currently um our next episode i guess that will be out by the time this comes out is about um pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl um and we will be covering all the gore verbinski pirates movies so there's three of those um and uh so we talk about just movies and we um try to decide if uh they are um as good as we thought they were when we were kids and it's a lot of fun we compared them to the movie arrival uh
0: their rating rubric rubric and structure of the show is more or less what we've done today yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. Everything uh, from
1: the thousand feet view, um, which we eventually got to, <laughs> uh, to um, the end with the with the four
2: questions, pretty much. And yeah. uh, both Mark and Cody have been on; they both been on our podcast twice because they were on together once to yep. talk about Detective I, Pikachu.
1: I was supposed um, to be on that Chad one. Chad is not, um, but there was like a wedding or something.
2: I I don't know. Chad will be on our Sonic the Hedgehog episode whenever that happens, if that movie ever comes out. (laughs) Apparently,
1: Valentine's Day. Have you seen the new designs that have been like leaked? I don't know. Are they real? real.
2: I saw them. I didn't know if they were real. I don't know if they're real,
1: Um, but if they are, it's an improvement. But the design is not what looks bad about that movie, honestly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Sad, um you can find situation. me at Chad A Oliver on all social media platforms Twitter Instagram um Lord Willing One Day Vine too um <laughs> I'm not on uh TikTok I probably should be um yeah you know what? I, I'm going to make a TikTok before this episode's released I'm going to I'm going to do it I'm going to finally do it Chad
2: make a TikTok challenge 2019
1: Chad make a TikTok challenge 2019 that's got a nice ring to it, uh, and you can follow the show at We Pick Picks on Twitter and Instagram, or you can join our Facebook group, the Best Pictures Podcast Group. Mark, uh, it's kind of skipped over you.
2: The format's it's all okay for today because Cody's not yeah, here. Yeah,
0: we're all over the place. Cody um, runs a Mark, time. I have a shit. question.
2: Yeah, um, I, if I want to give you money, how would I do that?
0: <laughs> oh me? Yeah. Um, I have several. Thank you for asking. Um, I have Venmo. Probably the the best way to do this. I always forget what my Venmo name is. If you don't have my phone number, it's just at Mark Dash Watlington. Um, oh, that's just your phone about, number. <laughs> I mean, if you like have my <laughs> contact info, you can just add it that way. But most people yeah. don't, so I had to look it up. Mar- at Mark Dash Watlington uh, on mm-hmm. Venmo. If you want to follow me on my like, Twitter and just DM me for that, you can find me at Watlington Mark. That's my uh, username across platforms, except I also, and Eli, you have, uh, you know about this as well. There's also at Mark Watlington for a <laughs> a long, outdated parody account of High School Mark um, that is still a mystery to me.
2: It started out as your real Twitter account, right? It did. At the time? Yes.
0: In, in 2009, I made a Twitter account, and I'm like, ooh, I can get at Mark Watlington. And, and he's and tweeting, they,
2: like, the voice save, Jared. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah, big fan of the voice, big fan of uh,
2: Orlando Magic for
0: 30. some reason. Um uh and also big fan of going to Frank's house is another one of my favorite uh favorite tweets of mine. Um, but we're going to the, the laser tag now?
2: thing for some youth group. <laughs>
0: yes. Um but basically in like I had that for like a couple of months in 2009 and then I was like I don't actually know anyone else with a Twitter. Uh, and then like 2000 12 I was like oh I want to Twitter again but I could not remember the password for that. Um so I was like well it's lost to time and no one will ever find out or I have access to it. And then someone got access to it and I to this <laughs> day was not me I swear. Do not know who. Me and Eli have done an extensive amount of research. We yeah. should really just make a podcast about it. It's the next I have surreal. some
2: good ideas but they won't confess. So yeah. Um, hey uh, I also have a Twitter account. Am I allowed to plug that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let me plug my podcast. Can I say where I am on Twitter? Yeah, Is that' okay, good. guys. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Whew, thank goodness. Um, I'm on Twitter at Elisha P. Smith um, or Eli Shap Smith, however you want to say that. Uh, Shapp. And yeah, you can hear I'm doing Inktober drawings, and Chad hasn't seen them because he's off yeah, of Twitter. I'm off. I'm off Twitter this month. Look at my Inktober drawings. I drew a crab with a party hat on. on. Eli's
0: Inktober drawings are uh, wonderful. I love anything Eli draws. Except for that one Inktober drawing, which was bad, and I have (laughs) to acknowledge that. (laughs) I did a bad one.
1: (laughs) Okay, you did send Uh, me the bad one, and I thought it was pretty good, so I want to see the good ones.
0: (laughs) The other ones are much better. Let's see. Anyway, well. that's been the podcast. That's been the um, podcast. So
1: the Matrix is the best. Uh, uh, so the is for the listening best, or whatever. Uh, Eli, what's what's the best movie of all time? The Matrix.
2: <laughs> no, uh, no, it's
1: now, Titanic, right? No, no, you you can say the Matrix is right? uh, Oh, I can. Uh, the you, Matrix. Now, now you gotta ask Mark what he thinks. this.
2: Oh, 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 uh, Mark, what is the uh, best movie of all time?
0: Um, the best movie that we talked about today was The Matrix. Yep. Chad. Hey. I'm, I'm asking you a question. You can answer okay. however you want. Sure. What's the best movie of all time?
1: Probably Nacho Libre.
0: Bold. Probably. <laughs> that's been the podcast.
1: I mean, that's that's <laughs> been the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, did you not tell them that they were the Lord's Chips? On the next episode of Best Pictures, we're talking about my favorite movie of the year 2003, School of Rock, uh, starring Jack Black, directed by Richard Linklater. It's a wonderful rock and roll time with children and teaching and songs. Uh, that's three things in the movie. Um, you can find it on Showtime if you have that. Who needs Showtime, though? Because nothing really good is on that except School of Rock. That's a good thing. I'm loopy. Uh, that's the end of the episode. Um, you can also rent it on Amazon and iTunes, as always, or just own the movie. I don't know. Just watch
3: the movie and listen to the episode at the end.